He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Peter Hood on Shome 97.7. It's exactly 20 after 8. Good morning, Pierre. Good morning, Terry. And you know what I dearly, dearly, dearly miss this morning? Mm-hmm. You have a hunch, I think, eh? I do. I'm missing your traditional shows from uh, one of the Irish uh, yep. pubs in Montreal. Yeah. Was it the Irish Embassy usually? Yeah, it was, you know, when, when we used to move it around from Hurley's to the Irish Embassy to, you know, all the different ones. We, we'd usually find a spot somewhere in the downtown area. And it was usually on the Friday before the parade. And this, this is the second year in a row that there's been no parade after mm. I don't know how many years, hundreds of years where they yeah. never, never missed a parade. So I know the Irish community is hurting this morning. I'm, I'm sure. But you know what? Uh, if, you want to, uh, if you want to have uh, an interesting uh, story a little bit aside, what a great paper by Bill Brownstein this morning. Yeah, absolutely. About, yeah. about the spirit of St. Patrick's and, yeah. and all the, the, the various contributions that are being made today yeah. uh, in terms of uh, giving away some food, And uh, Hurley is having a uh, a virtual concert tonight. Wow, uh, this is a great, great. It's always a great read from Bill Brownstein yeah. this morning. Yeah, there's a touching side to it this morning. So, uh, but but I can no. Well, I won't give you a scoop, but I just want you to watch my tie tonight. Okay. <laughs> okay. Something... I guess you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. It's something to look forward to, though, tonight. That's great. Um, Pierre, of course, will be calling the game tonight as the Canadians end their 11-day trip. I, you know, I was when I saw your note this morning. I I thought to myself about the you know I started to think about the players, Pierre. No one's gonna no one's gonna cry for the players. They have a wonderful life. But 11 days on the road in the same hotel. You know, not being able to go anywhere, and uh, you know, I was m- missing their families. I was, you know, thinking of Jeff Petrie and that uh, that uh, little ball of fire, his son Boyd and his wife, and that's a long time to be away from all of that. It's a long time to be away, especially in the bubble concept. Yeah, because you know, usually when we do the, the Western Canada trip, it's one game at a time, of course. It's and uh, you travel in between games, but. Usually you have a little free time here and there, and uh, most of the players from the Habs, they love to go in Western Canada because there's always that special bond that will never go away. I, I don't think so. And, uh, and of course, there are many things to do in Vancouver, in Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg as well. Yeah. The spirit of hockey is so high. But uh, w- without the fans, it's, it's so different. And I guess that if there is... If there is a part of the NHL that particularly misses fans, is are, are these uh, these Canadian cities? Because, I mean, we don't have to rewrite history here this morning. We all know the passion, and we all know how, especially in Western Canada. So it's uh, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a good welcome back home. And I guess that um, without without saying it out loud, uh, I guess the team would at least like to uh, to rack up one point tonight and bring at least half of the points back home, which would be uh, more than acceptable considering the ups and downs and co- considering what the team has been going through, I would say, the last month or so. Yeah, I was that, um, you know, they, my favorite hotel in Winnipeg is 
at the corner of Portage and Maine, where I think the guys uh-huh. are at the, at the Fairmont. And as nice a hotel as that is, I don't know what yeah. I would do inside that hotel for four days with nowhere to go. <laughs> that well, would be... there you go. There, there, and there are more and more, more and more trendy areas around yeah. Winnipeg, yeah. in Winnipeg. And we've got our locals. You know, we we've got Earls, and we've got all those places yeah. that we got to to, re, to reunite at uh, in between games. And uh, boy, just talking about it, I miss it so much, Terry. All of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, but all in but all in all, as you said, they are professionals, and yeah. hats off to to the NHL and the players. They're providing very intense hockey. Uh, right now. Um, let's talk about Mark Bergevin's press conference yesterday. I've repeated many times, I'm a big fan. I love when he has a press conference. He doesn't dodge any questions. He calls it like it is. Uh, and uh, he's uh, he's as, as honest, I think, as the day is long. Um, and uh, he had some uh, uh, nice things to say and some honest things to say yesterday about the team, the changes he's made, and whether or not he's worried about his job. And I believe him, Pierre. This is not a man who who behaves like he's worried about his job. And also, um, I would imagine with the respect he has around the league and the money he probably has put in the bank, there's no reason to be afraid of being fired. Well, not on that front, at least, you know. Uh, And you're right, Terry. Most most people uh, listening to us this morning... Uh, don't have the same uh, the same cover, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you're right. But, but you're right, and, and that was not is is his point. His point was that uh, was especially to put the emphasis on the fact that uh, he endorses and he's still very comfortable with the decisions he made. And um, uh, the question also came from one of the Stefan Waits quote uh, when Stefan met with the press after being released by the Habs. And he said at one point that Mark Bergevin sh- shared some sort of his own feelings about his his future with the team related to the success of players collectively and individually. And in that case, it was it was it was in the middle of a conversation regarding Carey Price. So, uh, but yeah, he said, you know, this is part of the job. This is part of of things. Uh, I would say normal quote unquote things in the NHL coaches come and go eventually general managers come and go and if you if you hold that position and if you uh, you want to to move on then to move forward the right way you cannot be worried all the time no. about being fired otherwise you don't decide the right way so yeah. it was a combination of things where he said i'm very comfortable with what uh, the decisions i've made i am very happy with the decisions i've made with the progress of the team so far and also, I'm not working out of uh, fear of, uh, of not being there eventually. I am just trying to move forward. But the thing I like, Terry, in, in the, the backdrop of all this, he was able to say that as a human being, those decisions were really hurting. Hurt him, you know. Yeah. Those decisions were tough ones to, yeah. to make on the personal front. And he didn't shy away from that aspect of... Uh, of the situation, yeah, I can uh, I can only imagine. Um, speaking of uh, hurt feelings, Paul Byron's uh, as a you know as a, a competitive hockey player, um, it's is probably tired of being put on waivers. What was the deal with that now again? Well, I think he was explained the situation the first time, and I yeah. think he understands the second time. Okay, uh, Paul Paul won't be picked up on waivers there no. because of no. salary. Okay, and there are still two years to go, so. It's 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 a move that uh, that allows the team to 
to bring him up and down from the uh, the reserve list, bring him uh, or the taxi squad if you want, bringing up and down for an extra ten games because that's the layer all the time. If you clear waivers, this is the margin you have. And also, while on this uh, situation, and if he's sent down. Uh, and he can be sent down in between games. You know, this is very technical, but uh, it's not only for games. Well, the team saves money all the time. Right. It's not 100% under the cap, but it's a, it's a high percentage under the cap. So there's a, there's a technical aspect to it. But also, it, it says a lot about how Corey Perry became, uh, became impossible to withdraw from the, from yeah. the lineup. Yeah, great on point. The line. Yeah, great point. So, yeah. It, com- it comes with it, and it doesn't take anything away from Paul Byron's ability on the penalty kill, uh, his, 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 his speed on skates, and all this. But it's just also a matter that if you look at those players who can be moved up and up and down, you cannot move Corey Perry up and down anymore. He's, he's part of your day-to-day operation. Yeah. And he, he became very, very valuable, especially on the power play. So... I, this this decision is a combination of many things, actually. Um, and you you think, and I agree with you. The jet the Jets will, will be tougher to beat tonight, won't they? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul Maurice was quick to point out, very politely. I, I love Paul Maurice, by the way. You like you you love Marc Bergevin press conferences. I love Paul Maurice press conferences because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's always that very deep <laughs> yeah. FM voice, you yeah. know. <laughs> And he's always uh, he's always cool, calm, and composed, but the message always goes through. And after the game the other night, what I loved and what a way to spark your team and spark the pride of your team. He was all praises uh, for the Habs, and rightfully so, Terry. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, the Habs the Habs pr- provided chaos from the blue line up. They provided chaos uh, for the the Jets defensemen, uh, to name a few. And I think he recognized that. But that was also a very clear-cut wake-up call to his leaders. And I think that the Shifleys and the Wheelers and the Ellers and the Connors of the world tonight are going to be hungry. Uh, I, I know that Pierre-Luc Dubois goes through a rough time, Terry. It's not um, the level of production that he would like. So uh, Pierre-Luc is a very proud young centerman as well. I think he's going to be playing with his hearts out tonight. But... The main problem for the Jets, Terry, and we all know that, is the D, the D's, the the the, the blue line. Yeah. And if the Habs can repeat what they have done the other night, creating so many turnovers at the blue line, at the offensive blue line, well, maybe they have a crack at it again. Well, we'll be watching uh, for uh, puck drop uh, nine o'clock tonight on RDS. Watch for the puck drop and the tie. Uh, Pierre, <laughs> yes, Pierre, will, thank you. Pierre will be uh, hosting uh, and calling the game tonight. We'll look forward to it. It is a 9 o'clock start, eh, Pierre? Yes, it is, uh, Terry. It's uh, this particular schedule for Wednesday's National Night in Canada. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, 8 p.m. local time in Winnipeg, yeah. 9 p.m. here uh, in our time zone. Okay, have a terrific game. We'll be watching, and uh, we'll talk tomorrow.